1: Los Angeles friendos, join Going In Raw as we go live on stage with Wrestling With Regrets, Brian Zane, September 24th at the Nerdist Showroom in LA. The link to tickets is in the description.
2: This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible.
1: What's up? This is the most musty WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife,
0: Marie.
1: <laughs> and you are going in raw. What's
0: up? It's your girl, Sasha Finkler, Jeff and You are watching Going In Raw.
1: Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right
0: now.
1: How you doing? Hey, friend, i Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash. Steven Larson is available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button because we're less than 100 subs away. Really, We're on the road to 182,000, we've been sitting at 181, ooh, look at that, we're at 181, 9-11 right Only now. Only 89 away. Never forget, we are 80 89 nine subs away. Somebody suggested on Twitter, breaking news, that we have a sub
3: party. I saw that. As opposed to a pizza party. Didn't for one, agree. one of our, uh, our, 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 our goals, our sub goals. Um we we reached and on Twitter just posted a picture of thanks for the subs and it was just a picture of a sub uh, a submarine sandwich Could be sounds We're, right we did that for 100,000
1: 180 well then the perfect time perfect symmetry 100,000 182,000 eighty two. I'll be honest, granted
3: we we've, we've been trying really hard to get to cross
1: 182
3: Yeah it doesn't really roll off the tongue as is, is like a huge milestone
1: You're kind of breaking the joke here man it that's the whole point of it it, it doesn't but you, but this is a personal thing. You and I have been stuck here. No, I know. at 181 and change for God, how Months. long now? Months. A very long time. We need to break that 182. All right, we'll 000. do this. We'll
3: do the sub thing for 182, and then we get to 200 in three years. Yeah. Then uh, we'll, we'll we'll get sushi.
1: Oh wow, sushi, okay. or barbecue.
3: We'll go and get some ribs. Oh,
1: barbecue there. sounds better. I want some juicy ribs.
3: think of a, a pricier meal. Yeah. We can go to Subway and get a couple five dollar footlongs. And celebrate that well, way. Well, if it's, I mean, a yeah, sub party doesn't necessarily mean it has, has to be Subway. No, I know. But yeah. it's just the nearest sandwich shop.
1: That's true. It's pretty close. Yeah. I think there used to be a Quiznos. No, the Quiznos is still there, I think. There is a Quiznos. I'm not eating
3: Quiznos anymore.
1: Really? No. Wow. Controversy in the sub community. Um, we're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. I'm very excited, Larson. Today we're going to film. I know, I know. I let the patrons down last week. There was no patron exclusive non-news. I feel bad about that. Might have to do something to make it up. This week got a fantastic non-news. My notes are done, ready to go. You cannot see them. I cannot. Um, no. At the five dollar a month mark and up, you get that exclusive show non-news. It's yes. fantastic. Uh, we also have about 30, 40 people. How many people? I can't see. Thirty-eight. This. Thirty-eight people watching now. So thirty-seven. And that's for 30 so those seconds. are all five dollar and up patrons, man. It's awesome. Yes, They've you too this. can
3: watch the stream live live Why? at five dollars
1: every month mm, that's great we're also pro at pro dot forward slash going in out. we got to start coming up with our new designs i'm pretty sure we crossed the threshold to release nude designs larson nice let's talk about let's talk about this we're going to talk about 205 live uh-huh. and then nxt i got a little bit choked up really at the nxt yeah, i might have a little bit too a little bit a little bit i was also very confused at one portion of NXT, apparently the uh, oh, yeah. the chops of Lars Sullivan are so powerful.
3: And they broke the network. And they broke the network.
1: But first, we're going to talk about 205 Live, because chronologically, that happened first. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I didn't get much sleep last night, so I might be yawning a little bit. It's okay. Stop complaining. The first uh, thing that we saw. Hey, what do you think about so we, the, the open up 205 Live while they changed the ring ropes? Um, we got the little filmed promos from oh, each of the it. five competitors. I liked it. In the Fatal 5 way, number one contendership match. Yeah, I liked it. Me too. I liked it. I they're continuing this thread with Enzo. There's again, another episode heavy on Enzo talking. Yeah. Anxiously awaiting the Wrestling Observer newsletter so we can find out what the ratings were. Because I don't really oh, know yeah. where else to get that. Oh, yeah. I want to know if Enzo's moving that needle. Yeah, if they finger. land at,
3: like, number eight or above, that'd be huge. That'd be pretty massive. That'd be massive. That'd be great. It'd be They'd be hard-pressed not to put the belt on Enzo at some point if he keeps popping the ratings. Let me ask you something. What? Why Why is Akira Tozawa not part of this Fatal Five-Way? That's
1: a good question. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I thought the same thing. Neville picked the belt back up, and then they did have their rematch, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. But, you know, it's still Akira Tozawa. I know. Kind he had a really good match on, uh, on 205 Live.
1: No, I know. He had a, he had a really good match, and I, I would really love if him and uh, Drew Gulak got paired up for an actual feud. I think Oh, would be know. fantastic.
3: I know. That would be great. I thought Drew was going to be matched up with uh, Grand Metalik, because mm-hmm. they were always scoring off in those tag matches.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And it seems like a natural mm-hmm. feud. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd be fine with, with uh, Gulak and Tazella. No Titus Male either. They've like no. dropped. I know. The Titus Worldwide thing. It was all a buzz. No. It was going in a really good direction.
1: Yeah, it was fun. The uh, actual show kicked off after those film promos um, with uh, TJP versus Arya Devari.
3: It was pretty great.
1: This is sort of continuing the thread from last week when uh, yeah, yeah. TJP was faking that injury. So and This, then,
3: this uh, is pretty great when it's after it's uh, both TJP and Devari are in the ring, uh, Rich Swann's music hits. He comes out handles, carrying a box hand of, handles. of oh, popcorn and he yeah. puts up a folding chair on top of the announce table. Now populated by Vic Joseph and...
0: Nigel McGinnis!
1: Yes. It's so weird. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't think I had never seen a Nigel McGuinness match prior to yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was watching 205 Live, and I I, I, I was I said okay, Nigel McGuinness versus on the Google search, and uh, there was a match with him and Kenta, who of course is now a Atami. Tommy. Mm-hmm. So I I looked it up, and he's got like sort of a buzz cut, but with like frosted tips. Yeah. And he looks like he's I don't know. It looks like a young punk basically, not CM Punk, just a young punk. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's so funny because he, he looks like an uglier Daniel Craig in my eyes. Can you see that at all? I kind of see that, like in, in his mouth a little bit. It looks kind of mm-hmm. like Daniel Craig. I
3: don't really see the Daniel Craig comparison. Oh, okay. Really? Carry I on. see it.
1: So it was just weird. I've only ever known him as Dapper Commentary yeah. My McGuinness. And so I, I loaded up this video, and it was just bizarre watching him, mill about in the ring. I didn't actually watch the match. I just loaded it up to see what he looked like, you know. When he was wrestling.
3: So, so you still have never seen a Nigel McGinnis match.
1: <laughs> to this day, you're right. To this day, I've never actually seen a Nigel McGinnis match. Um, but he looked funny. Anyways, uh, so he's on commentary. I love Nigel McGuinness. Yeah, he's great.
3: Um, uh, Rich Swan, as I was saying, yeah, sat just, on top of the Sat his chair on top great. of the announce table with some popcorn. Yeah. Watched the match. Yeah. Fun match. Um, uh, Davari ends up missing a frog splash. Uh, TJP takes advantage, hits a detonation kick for the win. <laughs>
1: and Nigel McGuinness was saying TJP is gutting out this through his injury, <laughs> and Vic Joseph was like, uh, "He seems fine to me, <laughs> Nigel." <laughs> That's pretty great. Uh, so yeah, TJP goes over with the uh, detonation kick. Uh, next up, oh, and then Rich Swann gets in the ring and says. You and me next week. Rubber matches. matches, Yeah, yeah, rubber match. And then he drives, he does his his invisible car thing. Yeah. Yeah, I (laughs) like (laughs) that. Drew Gulak backstage, he was roaming around the hallways. Handing out pamphlets. Handing out pamphlets. Uh, Once again, he's on the campaign trail trying to make for a better 205 Live.
3: He comes out to the ring, drops a promo with accompanying
1: PowerPoint presentation. A
3: 277 slide PowerPoint
1: presentation. It was fantastic.
3: I love Drew Gulak. Yeah, I do, too. He's, he's so comfortable in that
1: character. He's really comfortable, exactly. And, and, and when, when the crowd started booing him, he said, all right, I believe in freedom of expression, so I'm okay with that. It was perfect. It was totally perfect. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he has his PowerPoint presentation, which I'm a huge fan of. I love yeah, PowerPoint great. presentations.
3: He's um, only getting started, too. We got, what, two, three slides in? And yeah, then we a,
1: got two slides in, 275 left. And, and uh, Akira
3: Tazawa's music kit. Boo, that was my heel turn for Akira Tazawa. Oh,
1: really? At that point, I was booing him. Because I wanted to see more of... Because uh, his first slide was no diving or no jumping in off the, the top, top rope. rope.
3: The second slide was no jumping off the middle rope. Exactly. I mean, the third yeah. slide was no jumping, jumping off the bottom rope. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was great. Um, this was actually a really good match. A lot of really good back and forth. There were some rough spots. That spot where Drew Gulak... Kind of like threw Tazawa off the apron. Oh yeah, onto the floor. Yeah, yeah, that was right. And there was a really stiff kick that Tazawa did to uh, Drew's head. Yeah, really good match. Yeah. In the end, Tazawa went over with a top rope senton. Um, these guys, yeah, should be the program because they, they, based on this match alone, they do good things together. Yeah, sure, it's really good things. Yeah.
1: Next up, we had an Enzo Amore interview backstage, um, where he was doing his regular Enzo Amore thing. I don't know. Uh, Neville shows up, so I started cheering that. Um, you popped, and he, yeah, and then he basically just called Enzo Amore You're ridiculous. You look ridiculous. You are ridiculous. I said some other stuff. I don't know. Anyways, basically, he poo-pooed. So Enzo Amore versus Neville. Uh, we'll talk about it after, like after the show. Oh, next up was the main event. Yeah, they let they gave this a lot of time. Tonienees versus Cedric Alexander versus Brian Kendrick versus Grandma Grand, Grand, Grand League versus Enzo More. Um, this was fantastic. Very quickly, yeah, this was this was really good. Very quickly out of the gate, the other four non-Enzo competitors turned on Enzo and started to give him the "we're about to mess you up" yeah.
3: look. And so he rolls out of the ring.
1: Confused, he was like, and, and understanding that he was in danger, he rolls out of the ring, gets out of there. Um, the other two, the other competitors, start taking it to each other. There was one great sequence. I mean, there was a lot of great sequences. But there was one great sequence where uh, Cedric Alexander and Gran Metalik had sort of dispatched of uh, of Kendrick and uh, niece and they shook hands, and then they went at it. Yeah. that was a lot of fun to watch yeah. because yeah. those two guys are super athletic. They have great chemistry together as a tag team, yeah. but then also against each other was a lot of fun. And uh,
3: everybody got a chance to 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 shine in this match. Everybody got a moment to show what they got. I mm-hmm. mean. In the end, Cedric was the star of the match. Yeah, he was totally. Um, Because he eliminated everybody. Yeah. For Enzo.
1: It was just lumbar checks left and right.
3: It was great. And then
1: Enzo uh, rolls in, rolls up Cedric Alexander with a handful of tights. Cedric is beside himself. Yeah,
3: because he had just eliminated uh, Brian Kendrick with Mm -hmm. a lumbar check. Yeah.
1: And then Enzo rolls in after doing essentially nothing. Yeah. Um, so Enzo goes on to fight uh, Neville at no
3: mercy. No mercy. I wonder how Sutter's going to be involved in the title picture going forward.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it obviously sets him up for something. So there's, there's two things going on here. There's a couple story ways they can go that I see with Enzo. They can go one of two ways, and I want to ask you which one you prefer. Is this going to be the story? Because I, I firmly believe that Enzo's winning at no mercy. And it's either going to be...
3: Well, if he's not going to win No Mercy, he's going to win the his chance after that.
1: Okay. It's either going to be Neville... See, this is why I think it's going to be at No Mercy. Because it's either going to be Neville completely and absolutely underestimating Enzo. Getting caught by surprise. And getting caught by surprise with, you know, a, a dirty trick. Yeah. um, Or... It's going to be – the other scenario I think would have been I, – I thought of him last night and I forget where they are. The other scenario I think would be uh, uh, Enzo getting – oh, I guess that wouldn't include him winning. Enzo getting squashed and then having to, to work his way up. I honestly think it's going to be Enzo catching Neville by surprise because then we get
3: Neville uh, chasing the belt. There is another option, hmm. the, the option of Neville – Trying or or beating Enzo at his own game and Mm -hmm. cheating to win before Enzo has a chance to do so. Yeah, and that's another option.
1: Yeah, that could be. That could be
3: because we've seen Neville do that before. Are we looking at
1: some sort of heel turn by Cedric Alexander? He was absolutely beside himself. He was furious, and there's no way I don't think they can have him be anti-Enzo Amore and still be a face. I think, like, you and I could write that, yeah. but I don't think WWE is going to write that. Well,
3: I, if, if anybody's going to be able to do it competently at WWE, I would have the most faith in probably 205, two five, off, yeah. 205 Live. Yeah, that's true. Um, because I think, granted, it, it, there, it would require some ambiguity somewhat, but Cedric could just... It could be a heel with good point thing, uh, yeah. thing again, where yeah, Cedric yeah. says, I mean, like, honestly... Enzo, you are not the wrestler anybody else is here. Yeah, And that's not talking trash. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. You have to cheat to win. That's the only way you're winning. That's not being insulting. That's just telling the truth. Yeah. They can go that route. It'll yeah. get, he'll get them some heat from people who are Enzo fans, yeah. but people who who are getting a little tired of Enzo, they'll pop for that. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the yeah, route they people, can go.
1: People can respond to that. Um, I like Enzo last night during his interview. He said something along the lines of... Uh, you know, I didn't tour the indie scenes for 15 years, but here we all we're all the same place. Here we are, we're all in the same spot. And that's his response to anybody saying, you know, you don't belong here. You know, well, I am here. Yeah. You know, we're both here in the same spot. And now he's number one contender. He's about to take on Neville in a couple of weeks for that Cruiserweight mm-hmm. Championship. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far, Enzo's done nothing but win. And, yeah, by dirty tricks, but he's still winning. The win is a win. So – I mean that's that's the route they can take with that. I'm really interested. I really hope that maybe I don't necessarily see. I don't want to see like a, a heel loser Cedric Alexander who no, can't don't. get over Enzo's cheating and he's just sort of bitter. Yeah, I don't
3: want a bitter Cedric. No, I
1: don't want that.
3: I just it, it, it would have to rely on Cedric saying, "All right, let's let's even playing field. Yeah, um, you can't hang with me in the wrestling ring. Yeah." That's what it has to be. It, it yeah. can't be out of bitterness. It has to be for in the spirit of competition.
1: Uh, related to this, good question here in chat from Sarathabata. Do you guys think uh, Enzo is actively trying to get better in the ring? I don't know how much time he has. Look, I mean, I don't. I don't think he's. I don't know if if he would be content with where he's at. I don't know. I, I have no idea what kind of person Enzo more mm-hmm. is. If he's he, I would think he would have to understand. That there's kind of a limit to this type of storyline. At some point, he's gonna have to hang with people. Mm-hmm. But he also might strike me as a kind of guy who just thinks, you know what? It's all entertainment. I hear I'm here. I got the gift of gab, and I can like you know yeah, I can just, I can fake a punch, and I like, I
3: can sell really well. Yeah.
1: So it's he his thing might be his thing might very well be, and it's not it's not. I kind of I I kind of see this point if this is his thing. It, they, they know what I'm capable of. I'm never going to be Cedric Alexander. Why am I going to try? Mm-hmm. It's not my problem. It's creative's problem mm-hmm. to come up with that. Mm-hmm. You know, my justification for being here still mm-hmm. a year from now or whatever. So I would say probably not. I mean, you know, I mean, he probably looks at some of the, thing, the, some of the things that, like, for example, Grand Metal League does and says, you know, why, I, why would I? I can't do that. Why am yeah. I going to start? Why am I going to try to fake that? You yeah, know? No. So, yeah, I, I really don't know. But uh, I'm willing to go along with it. I'm, I'm curious. To, I, here's what I like. Here's what I like about this whole thing is that Enzo is a tick is a is a is a an absolute trigger. Is a ticking time bomb, if you will, of a trigger for Neville. Oh yeah. Because when Enzo, this guy that Neville looks down upon so much as just a cretin. Mm-hmm. When Enzo takes that title, and he's going to, I think it's going to give us some really, really... And maybe that's why. Dude, I want, do you think that could be why they didn't pull the trigger on Akira's title Oh, no, it could be. It's because they're like, yeah, hey, we're moving Enzo over there. So it makes more sense to have him take the title off you. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, uh, I thought that too. And, you know, we get the added bonus of the stories that could come from Neville. Because it's one thing for Akira, but Akira's a hell of a competitor. And Neville can't really... You know, Neville can, say, Neville can say, "Hey, I'm the best." Yeah. But he can't say that Akira is a crap wrestler. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's much more fascinating to, to see how Neville reacts to Enzo, some guy who is completely unqualified yes. to have this title. Yes. Take the title. Yeah, him. I know.
3: And if he thought Neville was beside himself losing to Tazawa, mm-hmm. yeah, he's exactly. gonna be an absolute mess. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and that's gonna be uh, a lot of fun to watch. I know. That's gonna be a blast.
1: Talk so about NXT. We had a pretty big NXT. Um, one of the most effective uh, finish uh, uh, final moments here. One of the, probably the most effective send-off I've ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty good for NXT and for a very special
3: reason. But it kicked off with
1: Tranquilo!
3: Andrade Cien Almas uh, versus Cesar Bononi. Cesar Bononi. Um, Zelina Vega um, joined the commentary team for this match mm-hmm. and uh, delved a bit into their backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she said they met seven years ago while they were both in Mexico. Yeah, and that she uh, uh, found Almas again mm-hmm. to help him, you know, go on the correct path in terms yeah. of being a successful NXT superstar yes. and not partying all the time. Yeah, um, and we saw that play out during this match. Of course, uh, Benoni beat Almas in their mm-hmm. previous yeah, encounter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almas had the upper hand for virtually this entire match. Eventually, won with a hammerlock DDT. Yeah. I love Andrade I Almond. Mean, yeah, he's, he's great.
1: great. I just, I, I am, I, I get the feeling, I get the feeling that this storyline of his is going to be his last storyline in NXT. Feels that way. Cool. And that he's going to be, sorry, and that he's going to be heading up to Maine probably after Mania. Uh, I would say after Survivor Series. What more can they really do between now and know. Survivor Series? Unless they actually had him in a, like a... You know, they, they carry out this storyline against lesser opponents. He has a relatively big opponent. Who did he fight at? Did he fight Alistair? No. He, who did he fight at? A
3: um, Gargano.
1: Gargano. So he needs a bigger opponent than that. But still, that's that's a Survivor Series. Yeah. You know, what more can I
3: really do with him?
1: I love Almas. I just yeah. I,
3: I kind of worry about him on main. Yeah, I do. And that's why I'm, I'm hoping that he sticks around NXT for a little while. To I agree. Develop I hope his he does. Brand, Get some good wins under his belt. Yeah. And not just be brought up to main to kind of fill out the roster, but... That's yeah, my work.
1: I think he's fantastic, though.
3: Yeah, me too. Um, next, William Regal um, dropped a promo saying, "Hey, Red Dragon, yeah. Adam Cole, Bay. we do our fighting in the ring here in NXT. Yeah. Stop with all the hijinks. Yeah, enough of that. Enough of that. We're not doing that here. Here in NXT,
1: we're about fighting in the ring, not out and not running away from me in the, the car park. park. In the car park. In the car park. Yeah, exactly. In the car park." <laughs> Um, <laughs> and then uh, Adam Colbebe tweeted back at him. He said, <laughs> "Yeah, sure thing, boss." Sure the thing, boss.
3: Thumbs up emoji. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see where that where that happens. Uh, next, uh, one of the interviewers. What's her name? I can't remember her name. her name. She was out front of Oscar's locker room yeah. when she was approached by the Velveteen Dream. Yeah. And he uh he sort of mumbled that he he <laughs> said he wasn't gonna talk for a while, but he saw somebody I think it takeover he said, mm-hmm. and then he'll be speaking again soon. And fascinated the dream. Yeah, yeah, that man is Alistair Black. Yeah,
1: and there's some very very cool stuff about to happen that I, I know heard about. I know.
3: I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plays on TV. Patrick Clark's really doing a good job of of, of finding this character. This this because you because this interview I was like man. This is good. Oh, it's great. He's, per- he's embodying this character fully. This
1: and the uh, the uh, the performance center segment where Ruby Riot. Talked oh yeah, to it. Yeah, you know, yeah. The sound was way down. Oh, I know the sound. Like especially the performance center one with Ruby Riot, I could hardly hear. I could not. I had to like walk up to the TV and because I don't have my remote control, I don't know where it is. I turn the volume.
3: It sounded like the uh, the ring announcer was. You can only hear it through the house mics, not her mic. During the actual show. Oh, really? I didn't notice it was that. It for a couple of Yeah, I
1: could be, yeah. That's annoying. Anyways, it's all developmental people.
3: Next, we got a little bit of the match between Lars Sullivan and uh, his three opponents, Jake James, Alfred Watkins, and Ricky Martinez. I loved this. I
1: loved that they were going to do this as like a, a traditional handicap tag match type thing where it's one guy against one guy, and then you can tag out, and he says, no, tornado, I want all three of you right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I was tickled to death about, and of course he starts off drawing double clothesline. And there's
3: a weird glitch, and then we cut to a sanity promo.
1: Yeah, it was on a chop
3: of his. It was like, bang, and then it was like, digital glitch, and then yeah. we
1: cut to a sanity promo. Well,
3: actually, no, it was a recap of what happened last week in the parking lot, and then it was their promo. Right, it was, right, right. It looked like they were still laying in the parking lot <laughs> and recording on an iPhone or something. <laughs> And Eric Young was holding it, and talking, and then it kind of j with it. And somebody's, was like
1: flashing it. a light
3: into it or something. Yeah yeah, 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 And then it goes to Alexander Wolf mm-hmm. and just, they, they revel in chaos. he starts
1: laughing, and he goes. Cuts <coughs> <laughs>
3: out. That was great. It was fantastic. That was fantastic. Uh, next, Sonia Deville took on Zeta. I think that's how you pronounce her name. She was uh, in the May Young classic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Zeta? Zeta? I think it was Zeta. Zeta? Um, Sonya Deville is, like, she carries herself well, <laughs> I feel like. This, the punching stuff is too much. I it's know. a too on the nose.
1: Yeah. You mean, like, when she's hyping herself up? Yeah. Or her yeah, actual I mean, punching? No, her actual
3: punching is fine. Yeah. She's actually, she's a pretty decent athlete. And she moves when really she quick the in the ring. ring and does stuff, yeah, when she's doing this You're not into, into that, that huh? No. I'd be sad if she it stopped seems doing like that. It seems like a vestige of her previous incarnation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, she could just come in the ring and just, like, carry herself, like, and, like, She's super tough. Yeah, but then she, you know, looks at the camera and starts doing this stuff. That's <laughs> that stuff kind of goes with her music, though.
1: I'm kind of used to her doing that by now. I'd be kind of bummed out if they stopped it a bit much. Nice. Kind of like when Emma did this stuff, and then whatever she did, I got used. It was it's so bad, it's so stupid. It's like, why are you showing us your butt? Like it just didn't make any sense. But I I got used to it, and I was I was sad to see it go. Okay, so. But, no, I, I agree with you. It's like
3: after the match, she, you know, she, after she wins, um, you know, she's, like, posing in the ring and talking trash to the crowd a little bit, and then she starts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's bad. That's too much. <laughs> just don't <laughs> do Dial it down a bit. I, just, just focus she, on the trash talk. Is she worried that
1: Shayna is coming in? It was, like, the same thing. Kind of. But Shayna, Shayna Basler is actually, like, I think Sonya Deville's done stuff.
3: Yeah. You know, but yeah. But Shayna yeah. Bavler is like, a 15-11 MMA record. I thought I read somewhere. Oh wow! I
1: didn't know if she fought that much. I think Sony only has like three. She's like three. Maybe. In she like has some wins.
3: But like, not. I don't think she has a
1: lot. What was her name? What was her name before she was Sony? Uh,
3: Daria Baronato. Yeah,
1: that's right. Was that a real name? Maybe. Is that a fake name. I
3: don't know. I don't know.
1: Anyway, so less punching says Larson.
3: Yeah, fifteen to eleven for Shayna Baszler. Wow. Good for her. Oof.
1: Yeah, a lot of loss. Ended, ended, ended on a lot of losses there. So she was she could have gone she could have been fifteen and seven. Yeah. But then she lost a lot.
3: Still uh, still a winning record though. It's
1: a good record. Yeah. Good time to get out.
3: Zeta, thank you, uh Matthew Williams Esquire.
1: All right. Uh next up we had oh, this was good, man. So here's the thing, this is what I like and this is what I'm looking forward to. This is what I'm this is what we, I think we all have to look forward to within ten years. When, when Triple H
3: takes over, when Triple H takes
1: over, these I little love little kind of fly
3: on the wall videos. Yes, it's good. I know.
1: I love these. I, I love these. To death. And I love
3: they don't draw attention to the fact that you're 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 on a, a frame, and it took me like maybe a second or two to realize, oh, that's Danny Burch and only Larkin working out as a tag team I in the ring. No. It's like, oh, that's cool. They don't make a a huge announcement about it. No, they
0: don't talk about it at all.
3: It's the old uh, film adage, show, don't tell. And Regal is like into it. Watching him, yeah, watching him work as a tag team.
1: Regal's enthusiasm, watching them as a tag team, and nothing is announced. You're absolutely right. That was fantastic. And it's just background, so we're getting storytelling in the background. Yep. Imagine that. I know. There's no cheesy backstage segment where the camera's here and they walk into frame. And they have and some they awkward talk about conversation about how they're yeah. going to be a
3: tag team. No, they're just a tag team now. They're just a and tag team. And you need to hear them talk about it because you know exactly why it happened. Because of their matches. Yes. They yes. shook hands at the end that of the last one. in the ring. Yes. Storytelling that takes place all in the ring. What an idea. Fantastic.
1: Fantastic. Why do they insist on cheesy backstage segments on the main roster?
3: They're so hokey. What Vince likes, I guess. Anyway, so uh, yeah, Regal's enjoying um, the workout session. He looks giddy. Yeah. yeah. Um, up walks Ruby Ride. Look at says. these
1: two men. They're both magnificently bold and just real tough. Oh, hello, Ruby Riot, How can I help you?
3: Well, I this is what I'm
1: assuming they're saying, because I couldn't hear anything. Yeah,
3: no. And she says, I want a handicap match against uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Yeah. And Virgil says, no, I can't do that I for really you. I can't do that for you. But you can have a tag match next week. Find you a partner. The partner of your choosing against the iconic You world. will
1: find a partner. So who's
3: your partner going to be? Maybe someone from the May Young Classic.
1: Yeah, I was thinking this. I hope so. That'd be cool. Give me Tony Storm. That'd be neat. I love Tony Storm. Yeah, she's real good. She's good, man. Um, I think that would be fun. Uh,
3: I mean, it's already been shot, so we can look up and see who her partner is right now if we yeah. wanted to. Maybe we'll after we're I thought
1: Somebody told me, told, told me on Twitter that they were actually going to do the handicap
3: match. Oh, maybe that's so what it, it ends she, up being.
1: Nobody it. wants to. They're like, no, nah, people say you smell. Well, oh, nobody wants to work with you. You fart too much. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. Um, <laughs> next up, we had the no DQ match between Cassius Ono and uh, Adeo Atami. Another good match. This is a fantastic match. Let me ask you something. Is there any chances of Adeo Atami's last match in NXT? No. What more could they possibly do with him? What are they going to do with him? He needs to get his respect first. He just needs to go to the main roster. There's nothing
3: left for him. Oh, I agree. You know, It kind of felt like a send-off match. A little bit. No, I wouldn't be surprised if they had another match after this. Yeah? Like steel cage something. After a no DQ, they're going to keep this up? Is that yeah, hell, it was a, it was a really, really match. good match. But I think because Ono did the low blow before the, the, the elbow to, to to win, they can use that as justification for another match. Because now, in that sense, they're even. They both have you know uh, one crotch shot in the other. You
1: know, that brings, that's a good point. Uh, brings up a good point about no DQ matches, though. Why aren't all no DQ matches all no DQ matches? It should be one move, two moves. It should be whoever can hit the other guy in the balls first. Yeah. Whoever and, can get that blow
3: in. And if you know that's A, a, new, a no DQ match, B, part of the early, the thing established between the two of you, why not wear a cup?
1: Yeah, true. Yeah.
3: That's what I would do. A taint protector of some sort. Well, cup, yeah. yeah. That goes from here back behind. Yeah. And it covers the whole front area. Oh, it doesn't? Yeah. Does it cover butthole? No, it doesn't cover go. a little odd. Butthole's kind of buried You've there. You've never worn
1: a cup before, have you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, that way? I don't think I have. Okay. Never needed to. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't use one when you're playing basketball.
3: No, but when you're playing baseball, you're supposed well, if you play infield or catcher or pitcher, you're supposed to wear one.
1: Wait, maybe I did wear one, because I played baseball back in England.
3: Maybe I did, but I don't really remember what it's all about. <laughs> Keeps your dingus? Keeps your, your, your man parts safe Yeah. from a direct shot.
0: Right.
3: But that's what I would do. Yeah. Is wear a cup.
1: Yeah. Yeah, strategize. Yeah. Where is this guy gonna hit me that he couldn't in a normal match?
3: Probably in my front area.
1: <laughs> I should protect it. I should if only they made some device to protect my front area. Let me Google this. <laughs> front, front front area, area
3: protect protection. Oh, there's a cup. What is this? A C up. No, C-Up? No, Cops. Oh, interesting. It's an apparatus made of plastic that I can put over my front area. They'll protect it from a direct strike. Yeah. I shall investigate further. I'm going to put a spike
1: at the bottom of it so that if he tries it, he'll impale himself on my C-Up. You can
3: also put yourself in as much danger <laughs> as your opponent because, say, you just like move wrong and your leg oh, the no. and ah. under the spike.
1: They're like, what's wrong with you? And his blood starts pouring out from like... Because I think there's like a vital vein down there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Uh, no, that was a good match. They used chairs and stuff. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, like you said, Cassius Oh, low blow, elbow, done. Yep. Good match. Picked up the win. Fun match. So, the evening's festivities concluded with Asuka uh, coming down. All smiles. Didn't address the injury at all. They just said, I mean, that's smart. I like that.
3: Well, it may seem like the reason she's giving up the belt has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with injury. Yeah. Which is, yeah, smart.
1: Uh, so she is. Uh, Regal was out there. He says Asuka. Uh, there's nothing left for her to do here. She needs to move on and upwards. We are in negotiations with Raw and SmackDown, which essentially means we're waiting to hear from Vince, like when her Raw debut is going to yeah, be. Yeah, pretty much. Um, she's negotiating with Raw and SmackDown, uh, and so our Asuka will be giving up the NXT Women's Championship. And then, uh, like, the women's division comes out, followed followed by Johnny Gargano.
3: Like, pretty much everybody comes out.
1: And then everybody else yeah. comes out. I was just like, why is it the entire women's division and Gargano? And then the others start trickling out, yeah, yeah. everybody else does.
3: And Oscar says, you know... Uh, she
1: cuts a promo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. saying... I am NXT. You are NXT. NXT's great. I've been
3: here for almost two years, and I've Mm -hmm. grown a lot. Yeah. And NXT will always be a part of me. Yeah. I'm getting
0: choked up, man. I was
3: too. She was seemingly just like really enjoying the moment. I know. Until Ember Moon came out. Yeah. And then Ember Moon faked the handshake, went for the hug, and that's when it seemed like Oscar was getting emotional. Yeah. Like seriously emotional. This was
1: it was really well done, and it it's not like you know it's not like going to a or Finn or whatever. Like Joe didn't have one of those because no. he's a bad guy. Yeah, he did. Bobby Roode. Yeah, Shinsuke and Finn had that, and uh, and but you know they had lost. This made this was like a bigger moment than that yeah. because she never lost. Yep, that's huge. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So I was like, uh, yeah, I was choking a little bit. I don't think any actual tears came down, but I was like, oh.
3: And then uh, finally, Triple H came out with, with an old, leathery, grizzled. He's so grizzly I know. These with days. a bouquet of flowers. Yeah. And she, he gives her the flowers. Mm-hmm. At first, takes the woman's title from off her shoulder. <laughs> I
1: thought he was going to pedigree her. There <laughs> <laughs> they go. <laughs>
3: um, they, he raises her hand and then puts the belt back in her hand. Yeah, Realizing that's actually a better image, <laughs> a better photograph. <laughs> than him going like this. I know. This, with the belt.
1: With his weird arms. <laughs> like.
3: Um. So they pose, (laughs) he gives her a hug, and that's how the episode
1: concludes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kind of interesting. Let me ask them. I thought it was very sweet, but Ember coming down there and doing the the fake handshake and then the hug thing. Yeah. Somebody here in chat who's saying this? Uh, Milk Queen says Ember and Asuka go back long before. Yeah, they wrestled in the Shimmer. Shimmer, yeah. Ah, Okay. Um, and that's great. That's that's fantastic. But it did to me. It kind of, it kind of reminded me, or put a microscope under the fact that Oscar never really had that one big rival. You know, no, Ember Moon is probably. It the, would
3: have been Ember it's had Ember As-
1: Moon or maybe Bailey. Yeah, I was thinking Bailey too. Like Oscar sort of dispatched of Bailey, but she never really had. And that's kind of. You know, one knock on the women's division is that they never really had in in those two years. Nobody really was developed well enough to be a strong enough competitor.
3: Maybe that was purposeful, though. Maybe they wanted to to establish that Oscar was so above and beyond anybody else in that division.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I would. I would. The only reason why I doubt that is because you know rivalries are
3: money. No, I agree. Really?
0: and, right. I, and, it's, and
1: it, it's worked out, I mean to, you yeah, know, yeah, to your point yeah, it it well, worked and out. I think
3: I think granted ember moon we could debate how they'd handled her character out mm-hmm. of the ring mm-hmm. in the ring It's been marvelous no
1: absolutely and yeah.
3: and the two matches that ember moon and Oscar have had have been both been really good in terms of performance, storytelling, advancing character, yeah, great stuff
1: dude if it wasn't for the if it wasn't for the injury, I think we probably would have gotten something a lot more substantial, yeah, yeah. um that being said, it did sort of echo it's like man, you know but you know, that's not entirely WWE's fault. Mm-hmm. No. Try to find good people.
3: <laughs> Triple H, I had the, the thought in my mind, Triple H said uh, in some interview that Asuka is the one performer NXT couldn't afford to lose. Yeah. So when he came out, and he he had like an absolute poker face on. Oh, totally. He yeah. was betraying no sense of emotion yeah. either anyway. But I felt like to me since he, I heard him say that, he was like trying to fight back. Uh, to some sort of resentment towards Vince for losing Oscar.
1: You know, man, at at some point, at some point, that you would think that that would have to be a thing. I think that Triple H is, I would imagine, at least publicly, he seems... I I think, number one, he's obviously a very smart guy, but understanding that you know his his time will come. Yeah. But also like man, I I bet he really wants that time to be sooner than later. Yeah. Right because be. because there's so many good things that are that it's obvious he's doing in NXT that could translate to Main so well and really advance the product. Yeah. And honestly, like you know, echoing Sasha's comments on the Sam Roberts show, dude, some it. Ew. It we we always we always talk about the WWE product on this show as you know we we comment on the hand we're dealt you know mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of silly to say well it should be this or it should be that I mean to to a certain degree you can say well man you know we can mark out over the fact that they show the Danny Burch and uh, and Oni lurkin as a tag match as a great tool of a great little example of great uh, a great tool of storytelling Yeah. Um but I I could imagine you know it it is frustrating though like to to watch a product to get invested in a product that obviously the long term planning it's changes yeah it yeah. is non-existent basically it's so fluid that it you know it's basically non-existent so um it will be very very interesting when all is said and done you know when Vince finally does step aside um if the product if the WWE product will in fact uh, look a lot more like NXT does now, yeah, and how things are done. Um, so, yeah, and and I'm I'm really curious to know, you know, if if things like that Ruby Riot, Oni Lorkin and uh, Danny Burt's bit, who who conceived of that? Who thought? Oh, I know. Hey, you know what? You, well, you know what? you great little bit of storytelling. You know, you know, would be a great way to. Yeah, it's an extension, approach of the, it's these extension of
3: the iPhone videos. Because mm-hmm, yeah. usually the iPhone videos, are something go- going on in the foreground, something up mm-hmm. in the background. Right. That will exactly. Change the direction I of that who, video.
1: I wonder who conceived of that idea of storytelling. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So that, that, that to me is a fascinating. Someone
3: question. in NXT Creative watched a, a TNA at one point and liked the fly in the wall videos. That <laughs> could be. And just decided. To those adapt those
1: are one of the strongest things about TNA. I
3: you know. know. Let's so answer some questions. All right, sounds good. Uh, first, from Nemo, you have to task. You have the task to sign nine women for the May Young Classic. Three go to Raw, three go to SmackDown, and three to NXT. Good luck. Uh, Kyrie Sane, um, send her to Raw. Oscar Kyrie Sane you would it'd be great. That'd be good. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Storm, mm. sign her. She goes to SmackDown. She goes to SmackDown for sure. Um, three, Candice LeRae. Yes. I like her NXT, so she can spend maximum time with her husband Johnny Gargano. Oh that's very nice. Um four uh Shana hmm. Raw. SmackDown. Cause Asuka's gonna be the 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 butt kicker on Raw. Yeah okay. Smackdown needs a butt kicker that's too. That's fine, that's good.
1: Boy, you're looking at some really, really you're gonna have you're gonna need a a mid belt. You need a third hour of smackdown and a mid belt. I know. Yeah. So that's four. We need more.
3: Um, where do you want? Where you do you watch the Jazzy Gabert match yet?
1: Oh no, but I seen and her. Jazzy Gabbard, great. Sorry. Um, she just has a great look. I don't care how she wrestles.
3: Oh, uh, Bianca Belair is really good. She's young. oh, she's gonna be big. Yeah, she's young and you she has that hairdo. She's yeah, really good. she's rad. Um, let me start from the top here. Abby Laith. She had a really good first round match. Hmm.
1: Um, I like Mia Yim.
3: Yeah, she's, she's good. She's got tons of Yeah, Her
1: and Sheldon Benjamin seem to be very friendly
3: on social media. Um, Santana Garrett is really experienced. If she had a really good match, mm-hmm. send her to NXT. I know she's wrestling NXT, some. Tessa Blanchard, yeah. NXT. There's your three NXT. I
1: like Rachel Evers. Yeah. Should, they should bring in that uh, Christy James
3: girl.
1: <laughs> they can have another non match. <laughs> that match is Russell Circus's version of non news. Yeah, pretty much. Um. Oh, I like Dakota Kai. Oh, Piper Nevin. Yeah, I like her too. She was good. There you go. Then one to Raw, one to SmackDown, the one in NXT. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a good question. Good question right here. Manuel, Manuel Garcia de la Power rank reasons to vacate titles. Um,
3: dominance, dominance
1: one. <laughs> number one dominance. Number two injury. Number three lost a smile.
3: Yeah, that's good too. I was gonna say apathy, but that's kinda the same thing. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Uh number four, got a better el- job somewhere else. <laughs> Greener pastures. Greener pastures. Okay. Yeah. Five. Vacation.
1: So you're gonna vacate it due to vacation.
3: Yeah. I have a, a three week trip t- to Europe planned. Can't defend the title. The true <laughs> a three
1: week a three week vacation.
3: I'm backpacking across <laughs> Europe. Don't know I'll be back <laughs> vacating the title. Vacating <laughs> the title. Probably back in three weeks, I'll win it back. But it's an open-ended ticket, so I don't know when I'm going to be back. Oh, yeah, okay. The true Intercontinental Breakfast champion, that Oscar send-off was classic and the best one to date, power rank, the rest, two through five, best NXT send
1: I can't remember any difference between Finn's and Shin- Shinsuke's had Finn.
3: He was there, but uh, Shinsuke wrestled Finn in Finn's send-off, I think. That was Finn's last match at NXT. Oh, was it? Okay. Okay.
1: So then Finn showed up. So they're tied for two and
0: three.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, number five, Bobby Roode. The non existent one. He lost, and then he never got. There wasn't even another shot. They didn't even do a long shot where he was a little bit in the corner.
3: No. Nothing.
1: (laughs) It was all close ups on Roderick, over to Drew, track outside with Regal and Redragon. So it was number five is Bobby Roode, because that was so... No, number four is Bobby Roode. That was so silly. It was, okay, it was a four. non-existent send-off. Okay, and then number five. Because Joe didn't have one, because I remember. Didn't Bailey have a good send-off? Did, did they do a send-off? With yeah, Bailey? probably. We'll say Bailey
3: thought. Okay.
1: With so Triple H coming out with flowers or something. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, here's the remember. thing. Sexism. I want to see Triple H come out with flowers for Samoa Joe's send-off. I know. You know? I know. Some man send-off. Who's I like, I like I flowers. Want, I want an Authors of Pain send-off for with Triple H. Flowers. Comes out with two bouquets of yeah. flowers that says, here you go, and he whispers to
3: a smile on his face, and they're crying, and he kisses their foreheads. Yeah. <laughs> and then he pedigrees them. Jack Dolan, Team Steve <laughs> versus Team Larson Survivor <laughs> Series match. Which wrestlers do you choose to be on your team, past and present? Oh. All-time Survivor Series matches, five on five. All right. I Who gets guess. first pick? You do. Brock Lesnar. Braun Strowman. Um, man, yeah, it's all time, anywhere, ever.
1: Yeah. Okada. Fine, I'll counter with uh, Ricky Dozen. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, Anybody you got, I got a counter for them. Frank Gotch. Bruno Sammartino. Martino. Says. Mecha
3: Santa. He's not a real wrestler. Yeah, It's, it's at any
1: time, anywhere.
3: No, it's just past or present, not in the virtual realm. Wait, who'd you choose? Uh, Says. Rick Flair. That's so why I have Luthez, Frank Gotch, Okada, yeah. and Brock Lesnar.
1: I've got Braun Strowman, Bruno San Martino, mm-hmm. Ric Flair. Yeah. Who else did I choose?
3: That's, you guys remember that, not
1: me. Ricky Dozen. Yeah. And uh, I'll take... Uh, you you picked up Gotch, right? Yeah. Hackenschmidt.
3: Scott Steiner. That's, so you lose now. Now you lose. I mean, look at that.
1: Got the largest arms in the world.
3: I just saw Scott Steiner there, so that's why I went with him. All right. Falling Bray Wyatt. There you go. It's a good one. Tommy T. Is Enzo the best thing to happen to 205 Live? I know credit should go to Good Wrestling, but I believe because of his promo, the crowd was into the match from the start, so Cedric and others didn't have to spend time winning over the crowd. The crowd was just into the match right away. You can make that case.
1: Dude, it's hard to. Not only can you make that case, it's hard to argue against that case. He's a pick me up for the crowd. He's a total pick-me-up for the crowd. Yeah, could be. Telling you, man. And I can understand why the move
3: was made and not like it.
1: The proof is going to be in the pudding. Yeah. Because we're waiting for this newsletter to drop, and Meltzer has ratings. I don't know where he gets them from. I'm sure they're available elsewhere.
3: Maybe. Just do a Google search. (laughs) King of Hostile Joshua the Dynamic Knight Martinez. Hey, friendos. So you think Cedric will get out in the title picture after Enzo after that main event? No doubt they see him as a big star. Despite the ending.
1: Yeah, that was that was something that you can definitely take away from that. Yeah. Is that they really th- this is going to be, I think, a Cedric Enzo thing. Yes. Um because he was just clearing out everybody. Yeah, was. So it's like obvious that Cedric is their man yeah. now. Yeah. And then Enzo is whatever.
3: I kinda wonder if in was it we have two weeks till No Mercy? hmm In the meantime, we're gonna get a little mini Enzo Cedric feud. Oh, leading up to No Mercy. I wonder. The Nightcrawler. What is the Hart
1: family's legacy? Legacy. What is Brett Owen British Bulldog stew stew? All Italia, the other all the other Hart brothers. Dynamite Kid. That's not a good
3: legacy that guy has. But he wasn't he's, he wasn't a Hart. Well, Bulldog was kind of Hart. I mean, he was married to Tillman. He wasn't a hard either. He wasn't married to one. He of was the, the
0: foundation,
3: but he wasn't married. This is the family. Their buddies. What's married. their legacy? I mean, they're one of the most well regarded, well respected. I mean, I'm not
1: even sure. Like wrestling families in the yeah. history of the business, their legacy is intact. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's it's kind of. Let me ask you something. Whose legacy is more is filled with more tragedy, theirs or the Von Erichs? Because they're kind of parallel a little bit, you they, know? I mean, lots of success. Yeah. Lots of tragedy. Yeah. That's a
3: legacy right there, man. Learn from mistakes. I don't know. I don't know, man. Lachlan R. If you could send one cruiserweight from WCW to the future to appear on 205 Live, who would it be? That's oh, a question. Are you kidding me? There's not even a question here. Ray Mysterio from 1997. Mm-hmm. Oh, pfft. oh man.
1: Are you kidding me? That'd be fantastic.
3: Double T. Hey, friendos So Neville is by far one of the best things going in WWE right now for me. And personally, I wish his current reign with the Cruiserweight title was with the WWE title instead. My question is, do you think he will ever capture the Heavyweight Championship? No, I do not. Probably not, but I kind of wish he had the opportunity to. That'd be great. All I really want is for uh, the competitors of 205 Live h- h- to have an opportunity to achieve greater greater success on the main roster. Yeah, just the opportunity.
1: Yeah. That's all I want. I just like that you know what, here's my thing though. Neville is doing everything in his power and I think he's he's pretty successful at it so far of establishing that 205 Live belt. Oh yeah. As being something that people should that should be their ultimate prize, you know?
3: To a degree, I I, I agree with. I don't with
1: think you. it has to be a stepping stone.
3: I don't think it has to be either. But say on two hundred five live, there is a competitor who manages through hard work and connection with the, the audience. Okay, let me ask. To yeah. transcend that, let me ask something. Shouldn't they have an opportunity to, or in some capacity, main event a pay per view well, WrestleMania? Okay,
1: let me ask. That was sort of if a, if if that was okay. kind of my question. Let me ask you something. Shut
3: mouth. I know so where, we'll where you're going. That's questions. why I'm just going to cut you off. You don't know where I'm going. Mm -hmm.
1: What if somebody comes in, all right? Or what if a couple people, they bring a couple people in, and they get that belt so hot to the point that 205 Live is number one or two on the network ratings every week, the crowds are hot for the matches, and that belt main event's a pay-per-view. Yeah, that'd be fun.
3: Would but, that but, be enough for but you? But that's not going to happen as long as the universal title, or the more especially the universal titles in the scene. We've seen
1: main events with a women's title. Yeah, I know. We've seen that happen.
3: But it's going to take a it's going to take a number of years for the show to get to that point. And yeah, if that happens, great. But I don't want. If
1: that, happen. that happens, would you still feel like that should be a stepping stone belt?
3: I don't necessarily feel like it. it I don't think it should be a stepping stone belt. I think that's how it's. It's not as sorry. It's not how it's viewed. I think Vince views competitors on 205 Live as 205 Live competitors, and that's it. Yeah. And I don't think that should be the case. That's my point. Yeah. Whatever, I don't want them to be limited by the fact that they're on 205 Live. I think they should be able to achieve success beyond whatever limitations are imposed on them by Vince McMahon. Whether, you know, cause I think in his mind, he just wants 205 Live on 205 Live with maybe a sprinkling of it on Raw, and that's it.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: I'm, I think that, uh, since for, it has, as incredibly talented as a lot of the wrestlers are on that show, I think they, those limits should not exist for him. That's my feeling. And Ooh. if that means someone manages to elevate the Cruiserweight title to such an extent that it can main event pay-per-view, fine. You're such a mark for the belt. No, it's not about the belt. It's, it's, about, it's about it's about talent business. who I appreciate achieving maximum success. Something. That's what I care You're about. they're getting me. paid pretty good money. Relative to what? Relative to the... I would suspect they're getting paid more cons- more on a more consistent basis. They're getting
1: paid more than NXT, guys, that's for sure. For, yeah,
3: probably. And on a more consistent basis than they probably were working in the Indies. Oh, for sure. But relative to mid-carters on the main roster? Kurt Hawkins. Probably comparable. Comparable
1: to Kurt Hawkins? You've literally gone insane. Yeah, because Curt
3: Hawkins has a, a legacy on WWE before. He's been with the company before. Do you think Kurt Hawkins is making six figures? Everybody's making six figures on
1: main roster. Everybody's making six figures on two hundred five live. Is that the minimum? I mean, from what we've seen, like like two hundred is like the minimum, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm like that. I don't know NXT. It's like twenty five thousand.
3: Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's so weird. I know. Yeah, I don't know. It's strange. So, anyways, going back, circling back. That's just my point. I just want two hundred five live talents to be able to achieve maximum. Success, yeah, and not just be stuck on two hundred five live and and have Vince view that as as you know like if you're on two hundred five live the greatest success you can achieve is winning the cruiserweight title mm-hmm. and but the cruiserweight title is like a pre-show belt in his mind.
0: Yeah,
1: that's okay. That's that's sort of my thing is that it all kind of depends on where where the belt falls. Like, does the crowd pop for the belt? That's, yeah. that's the thing is like does the crowd pop for the belt? You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, anyways. Uh, CM Punk finds it insulting. Is Corey Graves the next voice of WWE? I think he is already. He pretty much is. He's on. the easy only eye on both shows.
3: Yeah. The fun-solve mystery Robert Stack. No way. Renee Young's on both shows. Who on either the NXT or 205 Live or roster could you see yourselves being booked to win against and it looking believable? So is there anybody on NXT or 205 Live that you think you could be booked to beat and make it look believable? 205 Live or Or NXT. NXT?
1: I mean, I think I could believably beat up Enzo. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Um, I could probably believably beat up Drew Gulak. He's not hes not a big dude.
3: No, I know, but I, I think what separates Enzo from everybody else is that it's obvious that he has no wrestling prowess. Yeah. Whereas Drew Gulak does.
1: Yeah, that's true. He'd
3: probably be able to twist you in all sorts of moves that would make you tap out instantly. I won't let him. I'm too big for him. Lay how, t- how, him. How, how tall do you think he is? He seems taller one of the taller cruiserweights. He's probably uh, five right, ten. Five ten. You think he's five ten? Yeah, he's probably five ten. He's probably pushing two hundred pounds. Yeah, I can beat him. Mm-mm.
1: I can. No, I'll put it this way, dude. I could be believably booked to beat. What be about one. Noah? I, I don't about, think I could beat Drew like in an actual What about fight. Noam Dar? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? You could crush him. Yeah. Give me a break. On that one. Are you kidding me?
3: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, Nicholas Grosskurth. Warning potential May Young spoilers. Although I read ahead, not really. Um, It seems like the arrival of the four horsewomen, the UFC version, is not a matter of if but when. Yeah. With the arrival of the four horsewomen, Kill Sonya Deville's character.
1: Yeah, I kind of I kind of posed that to you earlier. The, yeah, they use the the Shanna Baszler example. Yeah.
3: Um, I think the difference is uh, if they do anything with the four horsewomen, it's going to be on Main, where mm-hmm. Sonya Deville's going to be in NXT for a little while. Yeah, I agree with that. So you know, say there's the four on four match at Survivor Series, UFC horsewoman versus uh, uh WWE horsewoman, and then maybe Ronda Rousey has a match against Charlotte at WrestleMania. After that, I have a feeling that whole storyline is going to I think done you're right, yeah. At which point right. Sony develops nothing to worry about. I don't think she has much to worry about anyways, because yeah. she's not gonna be sniffing the main roster around then. Yeah. Everything will be fine.
1: Yeah. Uh, there is this question here, uh, that we'll do and then we'll be done. Leviathan Bunny asks, In your opinion, what entrance has suffered the most with the current lack of pyro? Leviathan Bunny says, For me it has to be Andrade. I
3: In didn't NXT, yeah. I
1: did not even know that he had Pyro. Yeah, he had Sparks. I'm shooting up behind him. Oh, when he does this? Yeah. He has the
3: sparks. No one's intro suffers me. I, I, more I, I, without I, I, Pyro than Barack. leather. He does this and nothing happens.
1: Yeah, but well now
3: he makes his own sound effects. That's not the same. He goes, boom. But he needs to do it. I mean, he needs to have the Pyro. Nah. Just, I like it better. It's more Pyro when he does it himself. It's more Pyro when he does it himself? No, he needs to have his Pyro. <laughs>
1: It's better when he does it himself. Like, because he looks like a big baby. I
3: kind of, I, I, in my mind, I, like, if Brock said, okay, this pyro is kind of important to me, I will pay for it. <laughs> do you think they'd still do it? Because they still have to,
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. Like he didn't only cover the it. cost
3: of pyro, he had to pay, cover the cost of the technicians who set up the pyro. Yeah, Brock says all across the board, I'll pay for it. Okay, I'll pay for and it. it and they should let him do it. He if would that's, never do that.
1: He would never ever do that. You wouldn't know that. He would say, he would put in his, like, how it would go down is he would put in his contract. And he
3: needed Pyro and the WWE to pay for it, yeah, exactly. That, but considering the, the scenario is, this contract's very negotiated. Yeah. He has no leverage. No. Not but with John Jones. Especially now,
1: he's gotten zero leverage. Yep. Like, if he had said, hey, if they'd said, hey, dude, yeah, we're getting rid of Pyros, you know, we're trying to cut costs. Obviously, Brock was like, what the hell do I care? I if know. he had said, hold on a second. I love pyro. I think it's
3: great. No, he says, hold on a second. I love my pyro. It's not going anywhere. Exactly, yeah. I don't care about anybody else's pyro. Yeah. I want my pyro. Alex C says the AJ Styles' pyro was really uh, crucial to his entrance. Oh, that okay. doesn't bother me as much. Yeah. It's just because Brock does this and there's no sound with it. They could just they could just make a
1: sound in his music for like a, a beat. Mm-hmm. Like have someone say, like, burn, burn
0: it down!
1: Yeah, have one guy with an Elgato stream deck right here. And just go like when he does this, go
3: boom, and then a big sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yeah, no, some some cartoon sound effect.
1: Cartoon or a effect. fart noise. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be the best. That's what you really want.
0: A dun, dun rioting
1: fart sound. Yeah, there you go. That's what it is. All right. On that note, let's let's. That's a great note to end on. Let's say bye. Yeah. Anyways, until uh, next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.